0: Securities and advisory services through Independent Financial Group, LLC, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor member, FINRASIPC. Beautiful Saturday morning. We live in heaven on earth, southeastern Connecticut, western Rhode Island, eastern New York, New Long Island. It's just absolutely gorgeous day out there. I don't expect any of you are home. I bet you're all out doing whatever you got to do. The fi- the weather finally broke. Thank God. Thank God. Anyway, my my uh, my beautiful wife Lori decided, and my beautiful daughter-in-law Nicole decided to have a. Yard sale today, that's where I do all the work and get none of the money. (laughs) In any case, a lot of people showed up. But my question is, how come all the people, it says 8 to 12 in the paper, but all these people show up at 7.30 and they're the ones in the fancy cars, you know, the Mercedes, the BMWs, the Lincolns, whatever. These people show up early for the yard sale. Somebody please tell me what's going on here. Why do all these fancy car people show up early for... uh, for yard sales anyway if you got an answer to that 860-464-9490 is our is our number here if you'd like to call in comment on anything going on if you have a good retirement story feel free to opine in and tell us what's going on in your life this is the retirement life and investing show my name is dennis o'brien i'm president of o'brien retirement investment group exit 90 down from stake loft and the taylor realty building I like to tell my landlady, Camille, that I do mention her building. So, Camille, if you're out there listening, I'm there. (laughs) Any case, hope everybody's doing well. It's been uh, another crazy week, and uh, we'll talk about that. I have some rants I want to go on. Um, But the market's a bit shaky, and we'll talk about that a little bit and what I'm doing about it and what you should consider doing about it. So, in any case, uh, uh, we'll go from there. One thing that's coming up time after time every week is my rant is the following. I hate annuities. I hate them more and more and more. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. More and more, I hear the stories, and I just want to scream. They're not bought. They're sold. And boy, are they sold hard. You go to your bank or credit union, and they're sold. Retiring, they're sold even though the account is already tax-deferred. You're going know, to roll over from your 401k into IRA. They are even selling you an annuity, even though the money's already tax-deferred and you don't need the high expense of an annuity. I've had salespeople come in to me and tell me, oh, that that's all he does is sell annuities to retirees at local companies. And uh, I just shake my head because there's no reason to be paying 3 3.5% a year in fees hidden away, hidden away. Drives me nuts. They're sold to little old ladies who lock up their emergency money. They're sold to longtime workers who walk into the local bank or credit union. They're sold to doctors, accountants, widows. If you are money, you will be pitched an annuity. They have big commissions and long lock-up periods. Their statements are full of you-know-what. If you do not liquidate someday, you'll get this number is what they say on these statements. So they'll say, uh, you know, $170,000 value if you hold on to it for this period. But today it's worth 150000 Well, guess what? It's worth 150000 That $170,000 number they're putting in there someday is somewhere over the rainbow. And so I can't believe they get away with some of the stuff they put on their statements. They got a really strong lobby. They must have because um, <laughs> the stuff they put on and these— I love, I love when they put out their hypotheticals where they say, well, you'll have this much if you invest and your returns are this much and everything else. Guys, it's a pipe dream. With a three, three and a half nut to cover every year <laughs> and hidden fees. You say, yeah, there's no way. There is no way you're going to get the returns that they're, they're pitching. So just be aware of it. It's product, product, product being pushed all the time. I love liquidating them. Sometimes... Sometimes they really stick it to us, and they made us wait even one to two months, even three months in some cases, to get our money back. But if it makes sense, do it. Please consider it. Every situation is different. So depending on your shrinking back-end charge, the income deferred, especially in a taxable, which becomes taxable, and your age, it might be a good idea. But never, never, never renew or transfer annuity on one of those ten thirty five. I think it's 1035 exchanges because guess what? The meter starts running again and you just paid another huge commission and you've locked yourself up for another 5, 10, whatever years. So do not do not do any of those exchanges because they are just looking for another big, big commish. And you're the ones not going to be benefiting from it. Trust me. But um, the rant is over. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Well, a well-to-do couple came in the other day to show me their portfolio. You know, if you're a mechanic or a landscaper, or you've done anything for a long time, you know, in the trades or whatever you do, you're a surgeon even. And you can look at what the previous person's done, and you can usually tell within in 30 seconds if they knew what they were doing. If a, if a job is botched, it's botched. You can tell. Whether it be a car repair, landscaping job, home building, whatever. But I looked at this portfolio, I asked had it grown, and I already knew the answer. And they said, no, nah, it hadn't really grown. I already knew because I knew in 10 seconds that most of those stocks were not, were not being run by a 5% or manager, uh, top 5% quality manager. These were mediocre companies run by mediocre managements. Probably getting paid enough to keep going, but not giving any relief to the shareholders. Now, this is a little secret that I'm going to let on to you. I've spoke spoke about it before, but let's speak about it again. The stock exchanges all are full of companies like this, okay? Out of the 8,300 companies that I track with my algorithm, my mathematical program, only about 300 are worth considering. 300 out of 8,300 companies, which means there's a lot of dead wood out there. Stagnant, no growth, no opportunity, no talent at the management management level. Buy these companies, and you can sit there for 20 years with no growth. So they're out there. Avoid the dead wood and buy companies with talented managements. It amazes me how people always ignore the manager of a company and just talk about the company like it happens by magic. The key person is the CEO, A good CEO knows how to attract good people, knows knows how to keep the dead wood out, knows how to grow a company, and that's so, so important. The billionaires out there, and I've met a few through the years, 39 years of doing this, always emphasize to me the CEO and his team over anything else, and you should too. What makes them so successful? Well, first of all, many, if not all, have failed in in their past ventures and sometimes fail often before they figure out the magic sauce. Ray Dalio went bankrupt before he became the greatest hedge fund manager of all time. Dave Ramsey went into bankruptcy before he figured out his calling and became someone who's helped millions avoid debt and become millionaires. And he became multi, multi, multi multi-millionaire in the process. So it's not that nobody, they have never failed. Show me someone that's failed and I'm just showing you life. I've failed. I've fallen on my face. <laughs> my wife reminds me all the time. It's just, and, I, and the thing is, I want my kids to see you get back up and get going again. So we all fail, but the ones that pick themselves up, figure it out and use reason to figure out what went wrong and how they can fix it. And so many of these managements... These five percent, these top top managers, these are the people you want to invest with. Whether it's Mary Dillon at Ulta, or it's my man Larry Culp at GE, these people figure out a way; they always do. So stay away from the deadwood. And if you show me your portfolio, and you got individual stocks or individual or mutual funds or even annuities, uh, should bring in your statements and let me look them over, okay? Because it's critical. That if you're gonna invest, that you get the top, it's just as easy to click the button on the top guy or gal than than the mediocre one. So why not find the top one? If you're gonna if it's your money, you worked hard to put it away, get it with the top, top manager, whether it be a mutual fund manager or you know, actually buying companies individually or good ETFs. So we can talk about that. You know, really it's how you react to failure. They buckle down and analyze what went wrong, and without ego, correct it. Are you not amazed by how many people, when given the facts about a situation, will still not change their mind? I'm just amazed. Happens all the time. Opinions, opinions, opinions. That's why I turn off the news most of the time, because they're full of (laughs) you-know-what. It's just the way. Give me facts, logic, reason every time. My mind can be changed, but you better have the goods. Okay. <laughs> so, let's just go back a minute now. There's no if you're going to buy companies, buy the best ones, buy with the best managers you can. And that's that I think that's the key. And if you have portfolio with companies that are just not good companies, please let me know and we'll more than happy to help you. So, I've developed something called, you know how you have a credit score? Well, I've developed something called a savings score. Not copyrighted yet, but don't copy it because I'll sue you. Just kidding, just kidding. All righty, so you know how a score, we'll talk about the next thing because uh, I got two minutes to go till commercial according to Chris here. Anyway, if you'd like my retirement 10 commandments, please go to my website, o'brienretire.com, email me at d.obrien at ifgrr.com, or call me at the office 860-415-9614. Our philosophy is no products, We like to charge a flat fee, no commissions. Some accounts want to pay commissions per trade. That's fine. We'll go whatever way you choose, depending on how active you're going to be. Sometimes it's cheaper just to go on a pay-as-you-go basis. I really don't care. I don't. What I want is your money not to be locked up for 10 years in something extremely expensive that you didn't need in the first place. Believe me, anybody who shows you, product pusher shows you anything, I can figure out a much, much way. It's not very hard to find out a cheaper way to do things. You come in as many times as you want, any advice you need, you can call day or night. <laughs> if you call after a certain hour, I may not answer, but more than happy to help you and get you going. Because it's very, very important to have someone to help you coordinate things. Coordinate with maybe an estate attorney, maybe you need a CPA, you've been doing your taxes yourself. I urge you all to spend two, three, four hundred $400 and get a good CPA. I mean, that is the best money you can spend. And I've got three, four, five of them that are fantastic, depending on uh, the complexity of your situation and whatnot. Um, And we have some more stories, things I'm running across, things that may help you and enlighten you in your own situation. So anyway, thank you for listening to the Retirement Life Investing Show. Dennis O'Brien we will be back in a few. Thank you. Life and Investing Show here on 94.9 FM News Now with Dennis O'Brien, President O'Brien Retirement Investment Group, 860-464-9490. If you have any questions, we're talking about savings score. Well, you know, a credit score over 800, you have superb credit, 750 to is pretty good, 7 to 750 improving, 650 to 700, you're going to pay more on stuff. And then once you get below 600, you you're uh, you need to pick it up because you're in uh, a real high risk oh. So I just figured I would um, put a savings score on top of your credit score. Okay, if you save over 30% a year between your 401k matches and your regular savings, I'm going to give you a savings score of 800. If you save over 25% a year, I'm going to give you a savings score of 775. If you save over 20% a year, I'm going to give you a savings score of 750, 15%, 725. savings score, 10%. Savings rate, 700, 5%. I'm going to give you 600 savings score. And at zero, you're at 500. (laughs) I kind of dropped off quickly, didn't I? So where are you? If you start looking at your savings score as much as your credit score, I tried to make it comparable because everybody's become become so enamored with with this credit score. I hear young kids bragging about their credit score, and I'm just looking at them like, no, 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 that's not the pre... So the important thing is if your savings rating rises, your credit score will rise too, I'm guessing, as debt pays off and savings rises. So if you have a lot of credit cards, you start working those off, you can start saving that money and over time. Ideally, you want both your savings score and your credit score to be over 800 or close to it. My idea is the savings score. So don't use it, you copycats out there. It's My idea, and you can't have it unless you ask permission. Understood? So show me a person with a high savings score, a high credit rating, and doing it for over twenty years, you probably have a multimillionaire close to it, assuming you have a reasonable income. Or you can be like my uncle Cyril, who has no credit score and, and no he has no savings score because he never had a credit card. He never borrowed a penny in his life from from a bank and he's always been off the grid. He had he was a farmer back in Ireland. So so, my Uncle Cyril comes into this country to visit me, never traveled in his life, flies into Kennedy, and he had just gotten his passport. They didn't know who he was. Homeland Security computers must have started smoking because they couldn't figure out who Uncle Cyril was. So, in Ireland, the guard, the police don't carry guns. So, they pull him in, JFK, two, he said, the two biggest men he's ever seen with guns. He, was, he said I, he almost soiled himself. He was so scared. He had never seen a cop with a gun. And for two or three hours, they questioned him Who is he? What, where's he come from? Where, where's he been before? He said, he said, I didn't understand what was going on. I finally figured it out. He, was, he wasn't on the grid in the normal way. He had never, ever borrowed money. He had never, he just had worked, worked, worked. He was a multimillionaire in assets because he owned all this land in Ireland, but he, he was basically off the grid. And he, he, kept, he said, I've never been so scared in my life. And I said, well, you know, that's, that's just the way. So the reason I'm telling this story is because some of you have come in the last few months and have told me how worried you are about tech security and how you can protect your information from hackers and all this stuff you read on the paper. Well, first of all, my people in computer security tell me that the Fed security is so dated and so terrible that we all probably, all our information that's with the Feds is probably not safe anyway. My view is common sense. Just stay off the Internet with anything not protected. You know, don't, don't be clicking buttons all over the place. Don't get onto weird websites. And uh, I hate to say it, but if you're using Microsoft browser and all that stuff, you are not protected you better to go on, get an iPad and go through the Safari system because it's much, much better. They have much better security and encryption the Apple software. You cannot, I repeat, you cannot keep your information off the cloud. Everything is there already. Some guy said, I don't want any of my information on the cloud. I go, you got a bank account? Yep, you're on the cloud. He said, he said, he said he's so scared of it. I go, what's your email? He goes, blah, blah, blah at gmail.com. I go. Google has all your information. Forget about it. <laughs> you have a Gmail, mail, email. Forget, you're on the cloud. You forget about it. You are on it already. So they already have your information, my friend. I, I want to say, but I didn't say from the first meeting, but my brother Tommy is a computer guru. Kid, kid's brilliant. He's out. He, he says, he says, forget security. They have everything. He says, I know it sounds negative, but it, he says, just keep an eye on your credit. Your credit score. If you have a, if you have a credit card you use, you know you pay it off every month for points and everything else. uh, You can link it to the uh, credit score monitoring and do that because then you can keep an eye on, make sure nobody's opening accounts in your name. That's one good thing. But uh, so, what's going on in the markets this week? Well, the market has gone into negative mode. The buy sell ratio is down to 0.34. And uh, took the first hit since the big rally, and uh, I am in cautious mode right now. And any new money is going into income, not growth, because I think we need to be careful here. There's A lot of cross currents, and I'm buying bond indexes and income for the most part. I want income while we wait, because I can always switch over to growth if I if I want to. I'll give you an example: a treasurer of a condo project told me that. They have about 175,000 in the bank that's been earning nothing for years. So he said, "What can what can I get?" I said, "Well, I said I would take more than 100, leave the other 75 in the bank." I said, "I can buy U.S. Treasury ETFs and maybe get two to three percent with little risk. Just a little bit of risk, but not much." I can add on bond ETFs and maybe get five to six with the additional risk, but not as much as the general stock market in general. He said he'd bring it to the board. So you know these are situations I get calls on all the time, and my feeling is you want to pick it up a little bit. Let me know. It depends on his board's composition. If it's a bunch of risk-averse little old ladies that keep all their money at Washington Trust at zero percent for the last thirty years, it probably they probably won't fly. But if if, it, if there's some people on there with with experience, investment experience, they may they may say, hey, let's try to get a few little more dividend income coming out of here. So we'll see. Whatever they say. I just give him the straight poop, and none of the money's tied up. He can get the money in uh, two days if he needs it. So uh, that is very, very important, especially to uh, a liquefied money market surrogate type of situation. So uh, so anyway, if you'd like to come in and make an appointment, the best way to make an appointment is to call 860-415-9614. And if you call, just leave a message. Sometimes I don't pick up because I don't recognize the number. I get so many of these scamming, masking calls. I'm com- constantly complaining to the FCC about it, but you know they—they're just you know they put out warning letters to the communication, and they probably throw them in the in the shredder right away because nothing's getting done, and it's not quick enough for me. But in any case if you like to make an appointment, the best thing is to call or email me at dobryan at ifgrr We'll get you organized. We'll come in, bring your statements. Bring any. Uh, you can fill out a form from um, for my website if you'd like, and that'll give me your assets, liabilities, and what you're trying to do and your future income before and after retirement. In any case, uh, be back in a few, and thank you for listening to the Retirement Life Investing Show on 949 FM. Be back in a few. Bye. Retirement Life and Investing Show, Dennis O'Brien, President of O'Brien Retirement. You missed the Connecticut Exit 90 down from Staked Loft in the Taylor Realty Building. How's everybody doing today? It's a gorgeous day out there. I can't wait till the show's over and go back home and work work at a yard sale. I can't wait. Anyway, isn't it interesting? We're talking about the markets at the break, and... The markets have been getting pounded, and my numbers have gone negative. And right now, I'm not bearish, but I'm not putting any new money until, until, until we figure out what's going on with China. But isn't it interesting that as soon as Joe Biden officially announced, China became very disruptive and antagonistic toward the negotiations. They probably think that they have Biden in their pocket because of the deal with their son. Remember a couple of years ago they cut a they gave him a billion dollars, one of their one of the Chinese state banks gave the son a billion dollars to manage or put into one of his business partners accounts or whatever. And they prefer to negotiate with him and delay Trump because they think he might lose the election in twenty twenty. Isn't that wouldn't that be amazing or Trillions of dollars have been taken off the stock market because Joe Biden declared his candidacy. I mean, I mean you can't make this stuff up. You know, I'm the one drawing the, the, putting the arrows together. Whether it's true or not, I have no idea. But I'm just noticing, I'm not a big believer in coincidences. They're, they happen, but usually with stuff like this, these guys are pretty cutthroat. And there aren't many coincidences. So Joe Biden announces... China goes crazy, walks away, or whatever they've done, we really don't know. And then all of a sudden, they're waiting maybe to see if Trump will lose. I think the American people, because I'm not the smartest guy in the room all the time, I think the American people see right through them. And I think it's a serious miscalculation on the part of the Chinese. I think Trump's going to hang tough. And I think they're son of a guns, waging economic war on us every day in every way they can. So now, the good thing about Trump, you know, I know he can drive you, a lot of you crazy and everything else. But the good thing about Trump and what he's done is he's brought China out front. Now we see their true colors. OK. Which is very, very eye opening for many of us who kind of said, well, you know, they're just trying to improve the lives of their people. Not really. Not really. That's not all they're trying to do. Why has college become so unaffordable? I just want to delve into college here. A study was done, and the conclusion was the more the feds guaranteed student loans, the faster college prices rose. So I think it was mid-80s or mid-90s. The feds went up to 26000 on the guarantees, and college costs went through the roof. Prices will collapse if the feds get out of the loan business. It's become a total scam bear in mind, this whole mon- this whole college cost market is being manipulated. The feds have distorted it with their guaranteed loans. And if they backed out and stopped guaranteeing everything, guess what would happen? College prices would collapse, in my view. That's my opinion. All right? But I think I'm right. All right. And besides, no one really cares where you went to college after you get your first job, except in a few cases. The real snobs might care. So get your degree if that's your calling, or if not, get a trade or start a business. Thanks to the media and college conditioning, there won't be a lot of competition because people think capitalism is evil and starting companies, capitalism is bad. So you won't have a lot of competition, so take advantage of it. My question is, where's the logic? Where's the reasoning? Capitalism has built the greatest country this world has ever seen. Capitalism has brought more people out of poverty around the world in the last 20 to 30 years than any other form, economic form, in the last 2,000 years. Yet we still have the lesson form telling us about the virtues of socialism and communism. My friends, go visit Havana like I did. If I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, I would not have believed it. No investment. No toilet paper. No running water, houses in ruins, infrastructure falling apart, food shortages and rationing, announced this week, by the way. Captive people who are desperate for a better life. And compared to Venezuela, they're heaven. Beware of those who become calling, come offering free stuff and free this. Because that's what Chavez did in Venezuela. Venezuela. Your children and grandchildren will pay the price. So if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes, people go, well, why'd you go to Havana and support the Cubans and that evil government, blah, blah, blah? Because I wanted to see it with my own eyes. Call me old-fashioned, but I don't think my spending made a bit of difference to anybody. But I got to see something, and I got to relate it to all of you. And all you people that think socialism and communism is a great idea, go visit Havana. You'll be in shock. Now, China, the story about how China, I was reading something and it caught my eye and it literally shocked me after I started thinking of the implications of what I read. You know how China finally let free enterprise in? Remember all the people they murdered during the 60s when they were having that... Um, Cultural revolution. They wanted to weed out everybody. So in the mid-late 70s, they had all these collective farms, just like they had in Russia, Soviet Union, whatever they called it. And people were starving. There was no food in the stores because collective farming doesn't work. Collective farming means you own nothing and you just work as a slave and you don't get any more no matter how hard you work. That's, That's what collectivism is. There's no more evil than that. So in an obscure region, the farmers rebelled in the late 70s in China, in an obscure region of China. They dissolved the local collective farm and took their land back, and they farmed it for themselves. One farmer had the idea, talked his brothers into it, and they rebelled. What happened? Production exploded. Starvation was avoided. The word got out. Farmers... Around the nation started doing the same thing And revolution was born in China Communists who ran the country were practical And decided in steps to allow more economic freedom So think about it One farmer, and I know as one person In a room Decided And changed the world as we know it One farmer So don't think Don't think that we're as powerless as they want us to believe we are, because we're not. One person changed the world, and he's nameless. We don't know who he is. To me, he's one of the greatest heroes of the 20th century. This one man said, enough is enough. I want to feed my family. I'm taking back my land, and I'm going to farm it myself. <laughs> and It's so true, because when I worked for big brokerage firms, and I saw all those layers of management, I didn't work as hard, because guess what? When you take the payouts and you lower them from 80 to 90 down to 35, 30, and you see all these layers coming in and they're not doing anything, they're just telling you what to do. You get discouraged. You don't want to work as hard. So now I own my own company and I've never worked harder in my life and I've never been happier. <laughs> Strange, right? I'm not paying for layers of management anymore in a big firm. I love it and I think it shows. Freedom is good. And we don't need government. Sometimes we do need government to protect us from monopolies. And I'll tell you what happened to me when I went on this cruise and Havana was included in the itinerary. AT&T overcharged me for cell phone usage on the cruise ship. They charged me for my son who didn't even go. <laughs> I don't fool around with AT&T anymore. I pay a lot of money to the federal government, so I basically emailed FTC... And said, "This is what happened. This is my complaint." They forwarded right to AT&T. And within a month, I had a two hundred dollar credit back to my account. That's what I pay the government to do to help me with these monopolies. Was if I had gone through the AT&T complaint wicket, you know, their systems, I would they would wear me down. <laughs> I don't fool around anymore. I just go right to them and, and, and got the complaint solved. So I urge you all, if you have an issue with your cell phone bills, especially if you're traveling, and they, they stick it to you, and they stuck it to me still because they gave me very little data. And so basically you turn your phone on after 10 minutes, and if you cl- haven't closed everything down, boom, you start getting messages. Hey, you're, in the, you're paying the toll now because all your data has been used. Oh, really? Even the guy at AT&T I was working with admitted that they give very, very little data. You know, so let's just watch out, guys. Watch out. Any case, if you'd like to make an appointment, go to O'BrienRetire.com, hit the magic button, or email me at Brian at com, or give me a ring at 860-415-9614. More than happy to help you, and everybody's treated with respect and dignity. There is no judgment. And the only rule I ask you is every, any mistakes you've made in the past, we don't dwell on them, and we figure out what we can do in the future. And please give me a ring, and we're more than happy to help you. We'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Life and Investing Show on 94.9 News Now. Talk to you in a few. Thanks. Retirement Life and Investing Show with Dennis O'Brien, President of O'Brien Retirement. Exit 90 down from Stake Loft in the Teller Realty Building. Hope everybody's doing well today. Anyway, I've written up my Ten Commandments on becoming a millionaire. Some people started doing some of these things 20 years ago, and they have done fantastic. So I'm passing it on to you guys And then you guys can figure out whether or not it helps you or helps your kids or whatever or a neighbor or a friend or you just think I'm a smart guy and you want to call me. Either way, up to you. Ten Commandments, Becoming a Millionaire by Dennis O'Brien, President of O'Brien Retirement Investment Group. Number one is the most important by far. It is something that I want every client to do no matter how old they are unless you're in your 70s and 80s and it works the other way. Number one is save automatically. You give me $50,000, $100,000, 200000 I really don't care about the amount. What I want really to you to do, especially if you're under 70, 75 years old, is to save automatically. That means $500 a month, 1000 a month, $100 a month goes out automatically. I sweep it out Well, you write me a check, either way, whatever you prefer. It has to be automatic, though. Because what happens when everything's automatic, you're so busy. That if you don't set it on automatic, basically it gro- the money grows and it grows and it grows and you buy the top 5% of stock and it grows and it grows and it grows. And you give it 10, 20, 30 years, guess what? You got to really screw it up not to be a millionaire. You got to really screw it up. You will. You will. You have a decent income and you've saved automatically. Automatically. Okay. That is the key, becoming an automatic millionaire. And there's a book out, David Bach, I recommended before. Get the book, read it, follow it. It'll change your life. Second rule, 15-year mortgage. Do not get a 30-year, get a 15-year mortgage. You'll buy less house, but guess what? If you do in your late 20s, early 30s, house is paid for in your 40s, you're ready for college. (laughs) If the kid's going to college. But in any case, you can you can move to another house and rent out that one. You can. There's a lot of opportunities. As your local credit union, you can get a 12 year accelerator at Chatter Oak or any of these other places. Is almost the same as a 15 year. Pay, pay, imagine paying your house off in 12 years. A lot of you out there going, I did that. I did that. Well, good for you. My job is to pass on all the all the smart stuff you do and tell people. About the dumb stuff I've done In <laughs> any case Number three, pay cash for everything Avoid debt You know, Your credit score, one of the main things on your credit score Is how much debt you got Are you paying it down or are you increasing it And your credit score changes with that So if you pay cash Stop paying cash for stuff Save your money up, buy an $8,000 truck And avoid the $40,000 truck With the $650 payments For the next 72 months That's, a, that's not good That's not good, especially if you're young. Okay. But if you're older and you got a couple million bucks put away, house, 401k, everything else, and you want to go out and pay 35 grand for your truck cash, that's fine because you'll have no payments and you have the net worth to afford it. I'm not telling you not to buy new. I mean, I don't, but you can. But if you have the cash, that's fine. Related to number three is four. Any purchases must be saved for. Control your impulses. Remember, debt, debt, debt will bury, bury, bury you. So be very careful. Number five, you don't hear this everywhere, but it's a very smart thing to do. Raise your savings rates, 401ks, whatever you have, or you're sending money in ACH. You get raise it one to two percent a year. Keep raising it, especially if you're young, so that that that. That wage increase you get, put it away. Calculate out your current savings rate. We talked about that. 401k plus your match plus what you're saving automatically outside that. And if you're over 30%, then your savings score is over 800. So you are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Number seven, consider buying good quality stocks and avoid excessive trading. But keeping keeping in mind, determining which investments are appropriate as an individual investor will depend on your investment objectives and risk tolerance and should be discussed with your financial advisor before implementing any investment plan. But consider buying good quality growth stocks and don't trade. Number eight, be generous with your time, listening and helping others. Good karma begets good karma. Number nine, and this is so important, teach your children about credit card solicitations College debt burdens, and overbuying a home. Teach your kids about this. And number ten is my favorite. If you've done the first nine, then number ten is my wish. Maybe your your wish is different, but my wish is travel and see the world. I got to see Havana, Cuba. That's an amazing gift I gave myself for working so hard. So why not? You know, many of you have reached out for help, and I thank you for calling or emailing. If I don't answer, please, please leave a message. I'll get back to you as quick as I can and everything else. Now, like I said before, we do not sell products. We prefer to work for a flat fee, no commission. You can meet with me as many times as you want without worrying about the meter running. Please reach out if you feel it's appropriate for you. I have great clients, more importantly, great friends. I call them up if I know somebody's in an area that I have no experience with and a client needs help. Yesterday, a friend came in, she's a client also, and she said her friend, an attorney, lost her job with three kids, single mom. I said, tell her to send me the resume because chances are I know somebody that might be able to help her. It's all about the karma and trying to help people and do the right thing. Every one of us has been down in our lives where we needed a helping hand. Every one of, no one out there listening has had a perfect life a charmed life. No one. And there's always times when people, that helping hand can change someone's life if offered at the right time. So don't hesitate to do it. Don't be shy. Don't think they'll be offended. If they're offended, who cares? Who cares? That's their problem. You, in your heart, we're trying to do the right thing. Always try to help. And the client looked stunned yesterday. I said, Well, what, how can I help a lawyer find a job? I go by telling her to send me the resume because chances are I might know somebody. I can't promise it, but her odds have jumped a lot if she does it. So there's no shame in it. You get, people get laid off in all professions. It doesn't matter. Everybody struggles, everybody needs help from time to time. I've got some good news to report on my son, Bo. He, uh, he's starting to walk around without aid. First, he had the walker the first two weeks, and then he has the cane. And now, in the third week, he is actually walking very slowly, but unimpeded. And the last, the other night, it was a beautiful night. The night before last, and we went out to Avery Point. We walked. He walked almost a half a mile, and we uh, brought a tear to my eye just seeing him. The last, I'll be honest with the last couple hundred yards, he was, he was, he was struggling, and grimacing a little bit, but he's walking. And it's an absolute miracle. His, his mother, my wife, Lori, has done a fantastic job. Got a small infection. We nicked it right in the bud. Uh, anytime you have a larger womb, uh, there is, that's the way the doctor explained it, there's always bacteria on the skin. And you didn't do anything wrong. We washed it. We took good, good care of it. But sometimes infections will set in anyway. So you have to be aware of that. Right on the antibiotics. Put on the... Um, uh, what do you call the uh, topical stuff? And two days later, guess what? He's doing fantastic. So uh, we're very, very blessed. Um, you know, to the Uber driver from Tibet who hit him in the crosswalk. We forgive you and wish you peace, but please find another profession. Driving may not be your life's calling. And I mean that with no rancor whatsoever. But the thought, my thought is you're still driving around that's wrong, because you clearly, based on based on what you're doing, you should not be driving. <laughs> that's, just, that's the way I feel. Because when you hit someone in a crosswalk, 9 o'clock on a Saturday morning, broad daylight, you may want to consider another. But I hold no answer to you, and we forgive you, and, and my son does too, and everything else. So if you want an appointment, bring in your statements. Fill out my form on the website. More than happy to help you. Uh, we got a ton of people at the house right now uh, the house is in Mr. Glen off Allen Street if you if you're not doing anything come on down and meet the fam <laughs> I think we're gonna do it till 1201 I don't know whenever she runs out of energy but the whole family's there including the baby so come on down if you'd like to meet us and uh, we're off Allen Street at exit 89 in the um, mystic Glen subdivision but in any case uh, I've really really uh, love doing the show I love I love the people I've met so far uh, from person to person, whether we've done business or not. I've really enjoyed listening to your story. I've learned a lot from all of you. And that wisdom that you pass on to me, I just pass on through the radio waves. And it's a win, win, win. And there's nothing wrong with that. So if one of the things I want to tell you is the Ten Commandments, becoming a millionaire. Anybody can do this. Anybody can do this. Nothing wrong with being financially secure. Capitalism is good. Owning a company is good. And God is good. And I wish you all a wonderful, wonderful week. We have um, we have absolutely the greatest country in the world. Anybody can do anything they want. If you want to get in your car. You can get in your car before the tolls come in. You can get in your car and you can go across this great country of ours and see any state in the union you want to—it's absolutely an incredible, incredible journey that you can take and see this magnificent, magnificent country. When I met Laurie, she grew up in Texas, and we started going to rodeos out west. <laughs> I have seen things. I, I have seen things in this country and met people. It just—it just blows my mind from all over the country. We had friends drive up from uh, Florida and spend uh, a day here the other day. Uh, their daughter got married in New York City. And they just, they thought this area, you know, they're in Florida and it's beautiful down there and everything else. And it was a cold day. It was that Monday rainy day. But they said, this area is absolutely gorgeous. They just couldn't believe it. And I said, you should see it on a sunny day. You really would appreciate it. And they said the housing alone is just just so stark. They were just, you know, of course, the Florida It's different down there, you know. Uh, Anything 40 years old is considered, you know, pre-revolutionary, I guess. I don't know. But um, they just love the area and got a kick out of it and everything else. And here's here's a guy, Rich, that worked down there at Cape Corral and has built a great life for himself. Anyway, have a great, great weekend, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Life Investing Show. Dennis O'Brien, president of O'Brien Retirement Investment Group. Exit 90 down from Sake Loft. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.